This is a podcast from the London Accordion Orchestra. For more information, visit our website at www.londonao.co.uk. I'm Sam Cullen, Principal Bass Player for LEO. In this episode, I'll be talking to two players from the London Accordion Orchestra who, with their own background similar and different, will share their love of playing the accordion. To begin with, I talked to an artist who has recorded numerous albums as a singer and accordion player. Anya, welcome and thank you for joining me on the podcast. Before we discuss your music, I'd like to ask what music you are listening to at the moment. Hi. Um, yeah, sure. So at the moment, I think I'm going through a real bluegrass phase. Not sure why, <laughs> but um, I really enjoy listening to Abigail Washburn and Bella Fleck and lots of banjo-led Appalachian kind of folk music. Um, I also saw a band from Chicago live the other day in Hamburg called the Henhouse Prowlers, who I thought were amazing because... Um, They've been doing a lot of projects in with musicians in countries like Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan and learning local songs and making them into sort of their own bluegrass versions, which I thought was pretty cool. What song of yours have you chosen first? And can you tell us something about the background of how it came about? So the first track that I chose is called Too Many Words of my second album, Quincy Who Waits, uh, an album that I released in 2014. And this track features my very good friend Mikey Kenny, who's a folk artist, fiddler and singer from Liverpool. And I mean, his own music is very much worth checking out as well. Uh, He records as Mikey Kenny and Otiskia. And this album uh, was mainly written whilst I was touring and traveling and living in the States for a while. And as a result, features a lot of feelings of displacement and traveling and Uh, discovering oneself and it's an album that I'm very proud of um, as I feel like some of the arrangements have really come to life on it you know it features a lot of different instruments like violin and clarinet and guitars and lap steel guitar and um, double bass and obviously the accordion yeah I hope you like it I spent insignificant hours waiting for you to burn See through me and instantly discern. I want you to know that this is not a sensitive talk. Oh no, instead I want you to feel like you want to young. One too many words for us. It's one too many words for us. 
was a clip of Too Many Words from the album Quincy Who Waits, written and recorded by Andy McCloskey. When I saw you live, it was mesmerising, and I haven't felt that way since seeing Rufus Wainwright perform in concert. Are there any specific artists that you take inspiration from? It's funny that you mention Rufus Wainwright because I love Rufus Wainwright. I think he's an amazing artist and arranger and composer. And every time I feel down or slightly depressed, I put on Rufus Wainwright and I feel better. <laughs> um, but generally, it's it's difficult to say what sort of influenced me in terms of my songwriting. I think um, someone who definitely had an influence on my uh, general belief in myself that I could be able to do something with the accordion was probably Jan Tiersen, who did the soundtrack for Amelie and a lot of other amazing film music and music with his band. Because having grown up in Germany, um, playing the accordion, I, I sort of spent a lot of time thinking that the only music there is really is sort of Russian folk music and French musette waltzes and when Jan Tiersen started composing with the accordion, I sort of discovered that it's possible to do other things with the instruments. So I guess he definitely broadened my horizon. Um, I also, I guess, was exposed to a lot of 80s pop music growing up in Germany as a child. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say that that didn't have an influence on some of my uh, arrangements. Not to say that my music is in the pop field though. <laughs> um, and generally I just uh, take a lot of inspiration from artists, not wanting to sound cliche, but things that are a little bit different or a little bit out there, um, but definitely things that are beautiful and melodic. And, you know, I've played in a lot of different bands um, in my twenties that had definitely influenced the way I approach songwriting now. So I used to be in a band called The Irrepressibles, um, which is a sort of 12-piece neo-baroque folk orchestra. Um, and then I played in a more rock-led band called Haunted Stereo, which was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I mean, these days, sadly, I, I find it really difficult to just listen to music for pleasure. I, I think it's something I need to work on that I sort of start discovering new artists. I tend to go to things I know, which... Um, probably isn't the best way to to get inspired. <laughs> the next track was recorded for the record label Sotones and features the London Accordion Orchestra. Can you talk about what the recording was for and what the song is about? Yes, of course. So this is a track called Spiralling, which was released um, as part of a compilation for a record label that I run with friends called Sotones Records. And we've been running this label as a group of people and a, a sort of group of artists for 10 years now as a cooperative and we decided to celebrate our anniversary with a special compilation release of new tracks especially recorded for this compilation and the anniversary and it features past and present Sotones acts so it includes bands like Band of Skulls uh, and Lonely Joe Parker, Calico Cat, and lots of Southampton-based artists, or not necessarily Southampton-based, but Southampton-linked artists. And it's something that we're really proud of. You know, we've been existing as a cooperative record label for 10 years now, which is a, a difficult thing to achieve in the current music industry, I think. Um, and I decided to contribute a, a track 
that well I wanted it to be special so I asked the London Accordion Orchestra if they would be willing to perform on the track as well so I, I got a big band together and the orchestra and we went to Conk Studios in London um, and recorded this track last year and in one day and it was a lot of people in the studio and it was well very exciting to have everyone there and to to see the orchestra fit in such a small space as well and sounding so big and um, I love the track I think it's probably the biggest most extravagant track that I ever recorded and the producer Joe Gibb who's a fantastic producer I think did an awesome job and the uh, compilation is currently available from Sotones Records uh, it can be bought in vinyl or you can download it um, and I definitely recommend getting a copy it's a, it's a really awesome compilation this is a clip from the track Spiralling by Anya McCloskey featuring the London Accordion Orchestra. Anya, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm joined now by Ben, who has just joined the bass section with me. Nice to catch up with you, Ben. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Great to be here. I've had the pleasure of seeing you perform with the Tillingbourne Orchestra and the Amici Group, which you play in. How did you come about playing the accordion? Well, it's a long story. Uh, I'll make it short, though. My mother is a great Catholic. She knew a priest uh, when I was, I don't know, eight, nine years old. And he had an accordion, and he wanted somebody to play the Bluebell Polka. 
he wanted somebody to play the Bluebell Polka on the accordion. Uh, it had been a number one hit, it turns out, in the 1950s and uh, as an accordion piece. And so I was given this jalopy of an accordion. It had um, a, a bellow stop that just opened up flaps. That was, that was all it was, and the, half the bass didn't work. So I joined the Murray School of Accordionists. I was sent there, and, and the first thing they said was get a new accord, another accordion. So, and, and so I started and uh, kept on playing until uh, I was 17, 18. Nine, 18, 18, and um, by which time I'd left home and I just was on the verge of getting my grade 8 and so I got a grade 8 and as soon as I got the grade 8 I sold the accordion and bought myself a, a, a keyboards, weighted keyboards and an amplifier and joined a rock band which had been long my, my, my thing and then about 10 years ago I saw the Tillingbourne Accordion Orchestra they said, and I said I used to play the accordion. Remember Josie, Josie uh, Collins? She, she, she was well into trying to get me under her wing, which she did. And I said, I haven't got an accordion. She said, we can fix you up with an accordion. I said, I haven't got any music, I haven't played for years. So we can sort you out. She sorted me out and, you know, um, slowly but surely everything sort of has fallen back into place again. So, so, so that was good. But, but the, other, the other side of it was that I, I played the, 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 the keyboard, piano and stuff. And I played for a long, long time, for, for years and years, um, uh, just improvising and would play clubs and bars and that kind of thing. And um, reached a dead end. You know, I, I, my style of music was, was just sort of... And I knew I had to get better. I knew I wanted to get better. And I just hadn't got the practice or the, 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 the uh, motivation to sit down and read music. So you found joining an orchestra to perform with other people... Uh, an inspirational thing an inspirational thing absolutely Re really fulfilling and to be able to play not only with other people but to play on my own uh, which is why I, I picked up the accordion in the first place we got really into it in the first place was I could play on my own and and often do play on my own still and and uh, but but playing with other people to learn different styles to learn different techniques to learn where I'm going wrong to learn how I can go forward it's just been blinding it's been it's, it's been a, a phenomenal journey it does sound like a fantastic journey, actually. What was the first piece you heard Lau play before joining the orchestra? Was it Liao? It was the Morley Accordion Orchestra at the time, and it was uh, Rhapsodia Andalusia, which we'd played in the Tillingbourne uh, and made a real hash of, and when we heard it played properly, it was just a phenomenal sound, and, uh, you know, I, I just knew then that, that if there was an opportunity, I'd, I'd want to join that orchestra, and so, yeah. So here you are. So here I am. What track have you chosen to have on the episode and why have you chosen it? Symphonia Dramaticus. Is that the right name? I can't remember, but the Dramaticus one. Oh, my God, what a blinding piece of music. Bellow shakes, everything. It is just phenomenal. Really hard to play. Hate playing it, but what a sound. It's just a phenomenal sound. It's different, unique, bizarre, twisted, um, but a, a, a great piece of music and when played well, just outstanding. That's great. I remember playing that firstly at the National Theatre in London, is that right? Yeah, yeah, the National Theatre, another an amazing experience. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, I think we blew the audience away with that. Now, I'm just going to come to the end and we'll hear a piece of the music that you've just mentioned. Thanks very much for talking on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure, Sam, and it's always a pleasure talking to you and to be part of the orchestra. Great stuff. I'll see you in rehearsal in about a minute. All right, take care. Less than. <laughs> Shut the doors.
That was a clip from Symphonietta Dramatica by Stevan Deverkovic, performed by the London Accordion Orchestra. Thanks for listening, and until next time, it's goodbye from us. You've been listening to the London Accordion Orchestra podcast. For more information, visit our website, www.londonao.co.uk.